the gratitude of every home in our island, in our empire, and indeed throughout the world, except in the abodes of the guilty, goes out to the British airmen who, undaunted by odds, unwearied in their constant challenge and mortal danger, are turning the tide of the world war by their prowess and by their devotion. Never in the field of human conflict was so much owed by so many to so few. Welcome to the Classic Car Show on America's Web Radio. Today is a very special show covering history, cars and planes. My guest is Philip White from Bista Heritage. Bista Heritage is a very special place as it's a former RAF World War II bomber base. The base is a real time capsule because it was locked awake in the and it was left more or less as it was at the end of World War II. Bista Heritage, as a company, purchased the site and now turned it into a centre of excellence for classic cars and aeroplanes. The centre of excellence includes many classic car suppliers, dealers and vendors. There are test tracks and various other facilities on site, creating a one-stop shop classic and vintage car experience for all the family. Thanks very much for your time today. Um, if you could just tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got to uh, be where you are at Bista Heritage. No problem, Kevin. Thank you very much for having me. Well, um, where to start, really? I, I, I grew up with motor cars. My family have a background of uh, wings and wheels, really. Uh, my great-great-grandfather, I guess, founded the uh, Bristol Airplane Company. And... Uh, Really, it was a, a slippery slope from there. They, they had cars and uh, plenty of aircraft uh, around the place. And uh, I grew up as a, a young lad with uh, veteran cars and uh, pre-war cars and classic cars at home and learned to drive on an Austin 7 age 9, which uh, was probably the, the wrong thing to learn to drive, really. It should have been a Riley 9 or perhaps a Lotus 9 age 9 uh, and an Austin 7 age 7. But uh, it was very much... Um, uh, downhill from there and uh, the, the passion continued and uh, I uh, had the opportunity to work for Bristol Cars uh, a few years ago which was a, a company my, my grandfather founded and was part of the Bristol Airplane Company um, and from there I, the opportunity came up to, to move to Bristol Heritage which is um, fantastic, I, I've never been happier. I, I had noticed that um, in your bio on the website, you've got a very special vehicle yourself. Uh, we, we've got a few, actually. I um, was on the London to Brighton veteran car run last weekend uh, on Sunday, which is one of those mad uh, British events. It's the, the oldest motoring event in the world and uh, celebrates the, um, the, the banning of... Uh, stupidly slow speed limits on British roads at the turn of the century and uh, we drive a 1903 Panard Lavassa which belonged to my great grandfather it was his 21st birthday present and we've had it ever since uh, from you so my father is the second owner in uh, 112 years and we successfully completed the, the run to Brighton uh, in that uh, beating our personal best by Two and a half hours, which wow. is pretty good. Um, <laughs> <laughs> which uh, meant that we only had three breakdowns rather than um, five, six, or seven, uh, as usual. Um, so, yeah, so we're very, very lucky to have that car. It was last painted in 1904 um, and has this fantastic. 
of staying in single family ownership that long. Um, so that I share with my father, and personally, I have uh, an Alvis 1250 and uh, an Austin 7 Ulster, which um, I, I rolled a couple of years ago whilst uh, uh, rallying around England in the Thousand Mile Trial, which was fairly exciting. <laughs> uh, certainly, uh, um, <laughs> a baptism of fire in, in, in the world of historic measuring. And uh, as, as soon as I recovered from my injury, they said, Oh, yeah, I've, I've rolled in Austin 7 a few times. It's something you know. <laughs> Everybody should do it. <laughs> so, uh, um, very much, uh, I suppose, a confirmation of, of uh, uh, measuring love, I, I guess. Yeah, I, I think it's funny. Well, not funny, but it's not good to have an accident. But um, talking to some of the guys on the uh, on the on the other side of the pond, basically, they can't really understand how Brits will take out millions of pounds or dollars worth of vehicles to places like Goodwood and smack them into straw bales and roll them and things like that. You know? <laughs> They've got to be used. Yeah, so it's much more fun to see them out and about on the road than it is in the museum. In my that, opinion, I think that's, that's the thing. Yeah, I mean, I've been over to Pebble Beach and stuff like that, and it, it, it's very nice. They do the 17-mile run, etc., but, it, that, you know, it's not like Goodwood where they're actually racing them and using them for the the thing they were designed for, I think. I think that's the that's the difference, and that, that seems to be attracting more and more of our colonial cousins as time goes on. So, um, <laughs> it's kind of, whether they'll run their own cars or not is, a, is another matter, because... One of the main reasons right. I, I wanted to talk to you really about Bista because I, I, I'm pretty sure you're already attracting a, a number of American visitors as it is, but uh, I'm, I'm thinking that it's an ideal place for them to include in their kind of car tours around Britain, really. Absolutely. We're, we're a unique, um, nothing else like this exists worldwide, in fact. And uh, it's not just our concept that is exciting and, and worth. Uh, seeing, but also the site on which we're based, uh, which is beautiful. So certainly where the visit. Yeah, I was going to ask you actually, I mean, Bista Heritage is a site. Um, how did it come about? When did it first open as, a, as an airfield? Um, what is it really, I guess? Our site is um, really the, the UK's best preserved Second World War bomber training station, which, <coughs> excuse me, was. Um, uh, built in two campaigns in 1926 and 1936 and uh, is perfectly preserved. Nothing has been added or taken away since then. Uh, it was mothballed when the Royal Air Force moved out in the mid-1970s and we bought this place. It was dilapidated and, um, in a very, very poor condition and in fact lifted a uh, most at risk of all um, Ministry of Defence structures in the UK. So it was quite a worry for um, companies such as English Heritage, now now Historic England, was going to happen to this, this unique site. Uh, and be the perfect home for what we wanted to do. It, it couldn't have been a better place, really. Yeah, I... I... I'm amazed at how authentic it still is. Um, it's beautiful, isn't it? It's, yeah. The, the character in, in the buildings here is, is very much alive. And uh, in our restoration process, we have replaced over an acre of roofing, uh, well over a kilometre of new uh, water mains and electricity services. Um, but we haven't cleaned and polished the buildings. We've left 
Yeah. How many how many people are in the team that actually run Bista Heritage? <laughs> there are four of us here on a day-to-day basis. Um, we have a huge amount of support from a very active uh, board and uh, underneath us groups of contractors and various teams uh, who help with the restoration work. But um, in general, really, it's, there's four of us here. There's my managing director, uh, Daniel Gagan, uh, myself, um, our operations manager, Brian Pallett, who uh, interestingly used to run uh, Silverstone Grand Prix circuits. Mm-hmm. He, he, he knows how to operate. And uh, uh, the PA to the executive team, uh, Tiggy Atkinson. So really, it's a, a, a small core group, which is very exciting for us because we uh, get to try our hand at, um, at everything. You have to be um, very flexible. Yeah, I had. I mean, I was amazed actually when I when I was um, doing some research for this interview, how few of you there actually was, um, because it is it's a huge undertaking. I would think it's. Do you get any support from um, any of the national trust or any of the heritage organisations, a lottery or anything like that? So far, all of the work we have completed across the three hundred and forty-eight acres of our site. Uh, has all been through private investment mm. um, but we have just received uh, two grants in, in fact from Historic England to uh, restore or, or I should say conserve um, four of the uh, scheduled monuments here and to, to the American listeners a, a scheduled monument in, in the United Kingdom is uh, a building or a structure of significant importance uh, nationally. Uh, so, for example, Stonehenge, which many people will know, is a scheduled monument, and we have on site about around 12 structures which are country. So they are of phenomenal importance, and uh, Historic England have, have granted us uh, a sum of money to, to um, preserve these structures, uh, which are, in this case, um, defended and open blast shelters, which were used in, in the event of an air raid on site, uh, the defended shelters were, were covered um, bunkers, which uh, you could run into and have defence from, from bombing, um, but you could also use them as a line of defence, so there are gun ports inside of them. Uh, the open blast shelters were, were similar. You could, if, a, if an air raid came in, you could run to them, and the top is open, so you could jump into the shelter and uh, crouch down and, and get some form of protection uh, from from what was going on around you. Uh, but they were also uh, used as above-ground trenches, so you could stand in them and, and put your gun over the edge, and again, they were used as a, as a line of defence uh, to defend what we call the, the technical sites, which is mm-hmm. the, the core group of buildings on, on this airfield, uh, from the airfield should paratroopers uh, land and, and there be an invasion from the air. We're going to take a break and we'll be back on the Classic Car Show right after these messages. I'm Pat Rulo, hostess of Speak Up and Stay Alive, patient safety radio, heard on America's web radio every Thursday morning at 9 a.m. Now you and your loved ones can stay safe from little-known health care and hospital hazards. Join me Thursdays at 9 a.m. or listen to my podcasts on americaswebradio.com. For more information, visit speakupandstayalive.com. Hi, this is Steve Ronaldo, host of the Classic Car Show on America's Web Radio. 
just talking to you about antique car insurance. I think that uh, if you're looking for the best coverage for your classic car, consider J.C. Taylor Insurance. They've been our my insurer for years in this hobby and have the top rating of every, all of the insurance companies in the hobby. When you get ready for insurance, call J.C. Taylor or visit jctaylor.com on the Internet. You're listening to AmericasWebRadio.com, the pioneer and leader in chat radio. Thank you for listening. A campaign's been launched to save an historic RAF station from the bulldozers. RAF Bicester is held up by English Heritage as the best-preserved bomber airfield of the Second World War. But it's now for sale, and a group of local enthusiasts want to buy it to stop the developers getting their hands on it. Welcome back. This is the Classic Car Show on America's Web Radio, and today's guest is Philip White of Bista Heritage here in the UK. Yeah. What what type of bombers were were based at the airfield during World War Two? Uh, there, there was quite a few, but uh, predominantly Bristol Blenheim bombers, which is quite a nice connection yeah, for me. Yeah, uh, <laughs> uh, a small world, really. But yeah. um, uh, before that, there were side strands, over strands. The, the first Halifax was was built here and tested. Yeah, but um, after the war, the, the site became effectively a scrapyard, clearing the wreckages that were uh, all over the place across southern England. Uh, so for a while, there was um, quite serious scrap heaps here with, uh, I'm told, um, spitfires sitting on the top and, and that sort of thing, measuring the site. Yeah. <laughs> I wish they were still here. <laughs> yeah, well, my, my father actually worked for a, um, what you'd call a recycling company these days, but um, it was amazing, actually. The stu- some of the stuff that was cut up there, XRF planes of all sorts. Um, yeah, and you sort of look at it now and think, mm. <laughs> quite bad. But um, just for our audience, I guess I would imagine there was probably American airmen based there during the war as well. There was indeed. So um, the American had quite a significant presence in, in this area um, with a, a base at uh, RAF. believe the imitation game was filled that filmed there recently as well actually did did you have anything to do with supplying the vehicles for the film but i think it's before you got there so probably not <laughs>
Can you talk a little around the centre of excellence uh, vision and concept that you've got there? Absolutely. So um, our, our aim really is to, is to create, uh, as you say, a centre of excellence, uh, a business park uh, dedicated to historic motoring and aviation. Uh, but analogy is to consider just the heritage of the marina. So if you own a yacht or buy a yacht, uh, you would buy it and keep it in the marina, uh, use it there and, and eventually break it there uh, or sell it. And um, so it, it's very much an all-encompassing space that not only is um, useful for your yacht or car ownership, but it's also a beautiful place to visit, spend time there and, and meet like-minded people there. Mm. Do you, um, is there a vehicle collection that's actually owned by Bista Heritage or, or is it um, all amongst the specialists? Uh, well, there's, um, there's a number of collections based on sites. We mm. have a large storage company, um, which I guess acts as that sort of that arena space, if you like. Uh, and several collectors keep their collections there. Um, the cars can be rolled out of the hangar to the various businesses based around the site. So mm. uh, we have everything here from upholsterers to uh, race and rally preparation and support, uh, dealers, uh, exhaust specialists, um, single mark specialists, the, the list goes on. Um, we, uh, as Mr. Heritage, do have our, our own uh, car collection, which really consists of cars um, belonging to those vessels at work. Uh, and some of the board members are very keen on the Alvises, uh, as am I. Um, we have uh, quite a few uh, Rileys uh, between us all. Uh, I think almost everybody here in an Austin 7, which is interesting. Um, <laughs> Yeah, and you've got, uh, I noticed you've got uh, over a dozen specialists on site now. Um, do they, is it mainly classic stuff or do they encompass all aspects of the uh, motor vehicle trade, I guess? Really, it's, it's all aspects. I mean, we're, our, our motto, if you like, is if, if you love it, we love it too. We're, um, we're keen to have anything here that's exciting and, and that gets people involved in, in the car world. But uh, our business is a, a predominantly historic vehicles, um, but our exhaust specialist, for example, will spend just as much time working on modern Alfa Romeo's as he will uh, Alvis or um, Fords or uh, various other cars. Mm. Uh, so we're keen for anything that, as I say, gets people excited, but um, we, we have a lot of uh, vintage pre pre-war car specialists on site, uh, and there's certainly um, a huge love for that era of vehicle, because they um, are evocative and don't fit the site. Um, Robert Glover, one of our uh, dealers based here, uh, is um, mainly geared towards vintage cars and is selling cars from the 20s and 30s. Uh, based in a building which was built in, in 1926, so they, they fit with each other very well. Yeah, it's it's interesting because I, I had noticed one of the specialists was called Pendine, um, <sighs> which is kind of interesting on a, a number of things. Obviously, for the speed records, but also um, I dabble around a little bit with the Vintage Hot Rod Association in the UK as well, which is um, a bad word to some people, but. <laughs> <laughs> um, but they you just had the beach racing down at Pendine as well, so I just kind of picked that one out, which was interesting. So yeah. I just wondered why you've chosen Pendine's an interesting choice, but I'd imagine it's around that kind of um, ethos, uh, the speed and the history and stuff like that, yeah. I guess. But no, it, it's it's interesting because you do have a, a quite a, a lengthy events calendar there as well. I noticed. What's yeah, so we we started. 
a marriage of um, four wheels and, and wings if you like it's um, it really but they are I mean they are connected aren't they I mean, if, it, most of the kind of racing I guess in this country after the or during and after the second world war was generally pilots leaping out of spitfires and racing around airfields so <laughs> you know and it's it's um, it's kind of it's kind of harking back to that really I noticed you have the um, VSCC uh, there as well well, yes, we do. So uh, last year they held their winter driving test here, um, the first time that they'd held an event on site, and uh, they experienced uh, an uptake uh, of entries. Uh, I think it was the largest number they'd had for that event in 30 years. So it was fantastic to see um, such an uptake at Bista Heritage. Um, so they based uh, 12 different driving tests around the technical sites and around the airfield mm. and for a freezing cold day in, in December we had uh, some of the, of the country's best vintage cars um, flying around the airfield and smells uh, which was really quite evocative to see uh, they're coming back again this year so we, we hope the entry will be as large as it was last year How much of the, how much of the airfield is available for um, vehicle access if you like in terms of what you can put on there?
and for, for many of the guys based to many of the businesses based to that's really changed the way they operate um, if you look at dealers based in London for example um, you know, they, they don't particularly want to take a car out on a test ride with a customer and throw them into London traffic uh, in a car that they've never driven before or perhaps they don't know how to uh, use a, a crash gearbox um, so here the dealers and, and the restoration businesses here can take their customers onto, uh, onto our track in a protected environment and allow them to get the grips, uh, get to grips with their car in, in their own time, uh, which is wonderful. So, depending on what's uh, what's going on on the airfields, what um, what's flying in or out, or how active it is on that day, there's quite a large amount of space available. We have the test track and uh, well, over 200 acres of, of, of usable grass and uh, space around um, the flight lines. Yeah, I was gonna. I was gonna ask about that. I guess if it, I don't know if what sort of restrictions on use you have, but I suppose if you wanted to become um, a centre for vintage racing, if you could build something in there by way of a track that's a bit larger, I, I guess that's a possibility for the future. But I'm not really sure how restricted you are in time in terms of the usage of the site, really. Yeah. Well, it's um, it's a wonderful idea. Uh, we have a, a two-mile perimeter track that already exists around the outskirts of the airfield. We're going to take a break. And we'll be back on the Classic Car Show right after these messages. Hi, this is Steve Ronaldo, host of the Classic Car Show on America's Web Radio. Uh, just talking to you about anti-car insurance. I think that uh, if you're looking for the best coverage for your classic car, consider J.C. Taylor Insurance. They've been our my insurer for years in this hobby and have the top rating of every, all of the insurance companies in the hobby. When you get ready for insurance, call J.C. Taylor or visit jctaylor.com on the Internet. When four members of Congress all die within four months, each of their deaths appears to be from natural causes. But when mysterious messages begin to appear in the form of quotations from long-dead revolutionary heroes, one reporter sets out to prove the existence of a serial killer. His search discovers dark secrets and an assassin shielded by people who need the very services that only he can provide. The Sun Silas Rising, a novel by Doug Dahlgren, on Kindle or paperback through Amazon.com. Affordable health insurance was the promise of Obamacare, but for many, the government mandate caused more problems than it solved. This is Dr. Elena George from Medicine on Call, and I want to tell you about a truly affordable alternative allowed under Obamacare, Liberty HealthShare. Liberty HealthShare bypasses doctor and hospital panels, giving you the freedom to choose, and with a maximum of $500 out-of-pocket per person and 100% coverage up to $1 million per year per occurrence, you can rest assured knowing you and your family are protected. Coverage starts as low as $107 per month and also includes dental, vision, pharmacy, and holistic care. Liberty HealthShare puts you back in charge of your health. Visit them online at libertyoncall.org. Again, for a true affordable alternative to Obamacare, visit libertyoncall.org or call toll-free 1-800-714-6993 today. You're listening to AmericasWebRadio.com the pioneer and leader in chat radio. Thank you for listening. Welcome back. This is the Classic Car Show on America's Web Radio, and today's guest is Philip White of Bista Heritage here in the UK. Um, but for us, we're, we won't go down the, the racing route, um, testing possibly, um, but really 
future-proofing the motoring sector um, rather than going down the racing route. Uh, so for us, it's uh, bringing together that core group of industry specialists mm. and um, promoting the, the skills and uh, getting young blood into the historic motoring sector, which um, is, is a growing area in, in the UK, as you know. It's, uh, yeah. it's on the on youth in the area, so we, we want to become that catchment area um, uh, for apprenticeship opportunities and employment. Mm. Yeah, one of the one of the key um, discussions on this particular show in the states is the fact that they they have major concerns about the greying of the hobby. Um, yeah. But I, I, on this side of the pond, I, I'm not so sure that it's it's that bad. I think in the states it seems to be that it is dying out a little bit in certain areas or certain marks of vehicle due to the just the youngsters aren't coming into it. But in this country, I, I, I'm kind of seeing something a little bit different. Um, I don't know if what your experience you. is. Yeah. I, I would agree with you. We'd, we'd see our concept as, as a response to the change in the historic motoring market. Um, as I said, it's growing. It's now worth uh, £4.3 billion pounds to the UK economy, mm. which is more than the Scotch whisky market. Um, mm. And really, the, this, this concept of delivering a, a new uh, classic car or country club, if you like, um, is, is a solution to the new... Uh, a ride and drive style of, of classic car owner and investor and collector. So uh, we find that there are a lot of younger guys uh, and girls coming into into this market, but they're looking for a different experience. They're not um, men in sheds that want to tinker with their gearbox or you know spend the weekend settling. Uh, they want to turn up and use their, their car for an event or drive to the south of France and really enjoy the, the experience of owning and, and driving this, this machine uh, and then go back to their work. Mm. Um, so really it's, it's, uh, it's a, this might sound like a silly phrase, but it's uh, spending more time in the restaurant, not in the kitchen, if, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, I've, I've got a 1929 Model A, and I know what you mean. <laughs> I do spend probably more time fiddling around with it than um, than driving it. So it, it, yeah, I do, yeah. I mean, I can, I can see what people um, mean by that. On the skills thing, I, I think you're right, because I, I actually was in the motor trade for years, and I, I went through a full apprenticeship and national craftsman and everything else, and now I'm in IT. Um, so, yeah, you know, I think a lot of the skills um, are dying out. A friend of mine actually worked for McLaren for 25 years as a fabricator, and now he's got his own business. And he is in his 50s, and he's unusual in as much as, you know, the skill set he's got with English wheels, etc., etc., is quite rare now. So I, I, I do agree with you. It is, it is quite imperative now that we do get another sort of wave or several waves of people that understand how these things work because a lot yeah, of the right, time yeah. Yeah. you're not right. and in, fact, in, in England the the image of the, of the historic motoring market is usually old and in sheds in the middle of nowhere uh, and they have fantastic skills many of whom have learned first hand from companies like Bentley and Rolls Royce but being in a shed in the middle of nowhere um on their own, they lack the resource to pass on these skills yeah. to future generation, and it's often not through lack of interest um, from the younger generation, but it's uh, 
uptake. Yeah, you actually preempted my question there. That was one of my next <laughs> questions because um, I, I do think it, it, it is key. And do, is it, is there a majority of the businesses on site they're taking apprentices, or is it? Are you are you doing it yourselves and putting them into the businesses, or how does that actually well, they're, work? They're taking them on. Those are the base here are very keen to, to have young guys working with them. Um, many of our businesses are actually startups, so they are um, young guys who are interested in, in starting out on their own. And the first six businesses based here were well, indeed startups, which is great to see. It's um, something that we're very happy to uh, help and, and incubate at the stage. Yeah, I, I, I think that's key, isn't it? When when it is a startup and it is a very specialised business, I know uh, my friend has set his fabrication business up. It's hard to explain sometimes to a bank exactly what you're setting up when he's left McLaren basically because they're doing everything with carbon fibre <laughs> so it's you know he's he's um, he's still doing work for Formula 1 teams but metal is becoming less and less as you as you as you know also so it is it is a different skill set altogether isn't it that's that's kind of going away and, unless it's um unless it's sort of caught with apprenticeships and and the skills being passed on, really, because uh, you can have as many apprentices as you like, but if there isn't the people to pass the skills on, you're kind of, you're sort of stuck, really. It sounds a little bit like the model they're doing in the States with McPherson College and some of those other places where they're actually offering degree courses in vehicle restoration and stuff like that. So yeah. long may it continue, I think. It's um, it's good. Just, just going back to something you mentioned earlier, where you've got the... Um, the sort of different classic car experience where you um, come into Mr. Heritage, you can look at the specialists, but I, I noticed you also offer some really nice looking accommodation there as well. <laughs> yes, in fact, I'm actually sitting in one of the rooms at the moment. Yeah. Uh, we have four little um, on sites which we call the, the crew rooms, and uh, they're, they're named after some of the former station commanders here. So we have uh, Betts, Duclos, Bowen, Biscale. Um, uh, we found that these station commanders had quite sort of. Uh, Obviously, that'll they'll have motoring themes, I guess. The the new accommodations and uh, restaurant facilities that you're looking to build.
Yeah, I, just thinking actually, at the risk of sounding a little bit sexist, that would probably be a good way for me to persuade my wife to spend um, a classic car weekend if there's <laughs> accommodation, <laughs> nice accommodation and restaurants and all that on on offer as well. That would be um, yeah. I think that's well, we're, we're very lucky to um, to have the site so close to the, the biggest tourist attraction outside of London in the UK, which is Bristol Village, yeah. uh, a, a retail shopping outlet. And um, really, that, that is um, you wouldn't be the first person to try and swing that argument. <laughs> no, exactly. And I, and I think <laughs> you, know, you, you, you can you can go out there and um, you can send the family off to Bristol Village quite quite happily, or vice versa. Yeah, it's uh, and also, I mean, I, I'm not sure what percentage of your visitors at the moment are from abroad, but I would imagine it's a, it would be it's going to be a great draw from abroad. Indeed, yes, uh, particularly in terms of uh, vehicle storage. Here, um, we have people from Hong Kong, the States, uh, South Africa, uh, Russia. There's a, there's a very very widespread of collected cars based here, and um, really, in, um, I'm sure you'd agree that the UK is certainly. Uh, probably a global centre for historic motoring uh, in terms of the number of events based here and uh, huge um, Fulston Grand Prix that sort of thing it's, the United Kingdom is very much the centre for, for that market um, so it's a very popular place to, to base your, your vehicle if you, if you live abroad yeah because a lot um, the other presenters on this um, on this particular show they're um, ex-AACA uh, board members and stuff like that but they're very much anglophiles in their uh, in their vehicle taste so um it is something i think they're looking to put together by way of a trip they want to come over i think and and look at various things like brooklyn's goodwood yourselves and things like that so i guess th- th- there's certainly some scope there isn't there for, for tourism around classic vehicles as well particularly in countries where where it isn't as prevalent as it is here so i think that's um, absolutely yeah. pleasure to see them here as well yeah, I, know, I, I think that's part of why they want me to do these things in particular, really. I, I've, I'm trying to look at things that are kind of interesting and not going for the, the fairly obvious things. But these, I mean, that, from as far as I can see from sitting where I am, you actually um, died and gone to heaven and got your ideal job. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's, uh, I think you're, you're spot on. Yeah. Um, I wish my, my uh, mates were as pleasant about it as you were. <laughs> no, I mean, it's, you know, it's uh, it, it's kind of a, it's the old Henry Ford thing, isn't it? If you do something you love, you'll never work another day in your life, really, and it kind of it kind of looks like that from the outside, really, I guess. I mean, what other future plans are there, apart from, obviously, the new accommodations and various other things? What else do you think you can do with a site that large? I guess it's a bit unlimited, really. take a break and we'll be back on the classic car show right after these messages 
Hi, this is Steve Ronaldo, host of the Classic Car Show on America's Web Radio. Uh, just talking to you about antique car insurance. I think that uh, if you're looking for the best coverage for your classic car, consider J.C. Taylor Insurance. They've been our my insurer for years in this hobby and have the top rating of every, all of the insurance companies in the hobby. When you get ready for insurance, call J.C. Taylor or visit jctaylor.com on the Internet. Watchdog is a term given an organization like the United States Justice Foundation, which since 1979 has been watching out and, when necessary, taking the appropriate action from testifying to litigating to protect our constitutional rights. USJF, a nonprofit organization, is nationally recognized not only as a watchdog, but many in the government, as well as those involved in legal cases, have also called the USJF a bulldog for the tenacious approach in their presentation and proof of what is right. Find out more at www.usjf.net. Support USJF as they support you. The disease of addiction is a life-altering challenge, not just for the person suffering its effects, but also for the family and friends who support and love the one caught in its grasp. What should be the course of treatment? Who is the best person to render treatment? And what is the best place to go for the care that is needed? We know that you want answers to these and many more questions. Call 770-696-9862 and speak to a representative of the Atlanta Healing Center. They can tailor a program specifically designed to address the needs of the person suffering with an addiction or give you guidance as to where that help may be found. Information is the key and the trained staff at AHC is here to assist. If you wish, you can also get more information on the website located at www.AtlantaHealingCenter.com. You're listening to AmericasWebRadio.com, the pioneer and leader in chat radio. Thank you for listening. Welcome back. This is the Classic Car Show on America's Web Radio, and today's guest is Philip White of Bista Heritage here in the U.K., yeah, I think for our listeners, I don't know if you could sort of just enlarge on the Motorsport Valley thing and how many Formula One teams there are within a stone's throw, etc. <laughs> It's, it's, um, I think it's hard to for people to realise that things like Mercedes Formula One are British, if you like. <laughs> yeah, it's, um, interesting when I try and explain it to people. It's, it is talking of um, new workshops on the site. Will you? Do you think at some point you'll offer something in the way of workshop rental where people can come in if they've got their own classic or whatever and they do want to fiddle around with them themselves? They can rent workshop space and expertise from yourselves or we're, some we're of the business. There. Ah. Uh, our storage company, Historic, has opened up a communal workshop just outside the storage hangar. So their customers can come and rent the workshop by the day or week, if you like. And uh, there's a, a lift in that, excellent lighting, and bringing their own tools, and they can crack on with uh, servicing or changing to a set of uh, winter wheels, perhaps. Mm. Uh, it's, it's a very um, exciting offering from them. So if somebody if somebody basically breaks their car on site while they're trying to fix it themselves, there's obviously plenty of expertise there to help them out. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and uh, that workshop's even next door to the dealer as well, so they can get rid of it if it's 
or even better yeah, if they break it and that's it basically no I, I, it's um no it's, it's an amazing place and um I, i've only driven past at the minute and i'm only down in reading so i'm i'm likely to um to visit when's the best time to visit and what's the opening times and and stuff like that there well first of all you're very welcome to, to mm. come and see us um our next open day is on the 3rd of january the next sunday scramble is, is at the beginning of 2016 uh we held this event uh, for the first time in january this year uh, and i think when we opened the gates it was minus four degrees celsius outside and uh, we we had motorcyclists turning up with ice on their chests um, which broke as they stepped off the, their bikes and we had a bloke who'd driven from northern england and his ferrari 275 uh, which must have been fairly uh, exciting yeah. i should think um but really that the sunday scramble is, is the best day to come and see us uh, the specialists open their workshops you can walk around the sites armed with a bacon sandwich and a, and a cup of coffee and go and meet those that are based here see the cars in their workshops uh, get to know them turn up in your own vehicle if, if you have one here uh, and really get stuck into what is quite a, a pleasant and um, special way to, to spend a sunday morning yeah. Is there any limitation on um, how many people can come in, or is there? Do you have to book in advance, or or anything like yeah, that? Booking, booking in advance only. So ticketing is via our website, yeah. and uh, we recommend that uh, if you're interested, you book for the for the last few weeks. Uh, so do have a look at that. But uh, really, there's no limits. Um, we, we want as many people as we can to come and see the face and really get to know this this unique location. Yeah, I, I can imagine, and also I guess with, if you can have more of an offering with the restaurant and the accommodation and everything, you're going to just you know go further and further in that in that way, really. So that's um, that's excellent. Um, right, I think we're nearly there now. I, I, it's been an amazing interview. Do you have any resources that you yourself like to use in terms of vintage or classic cars? Any to any sort of website, books, or anything you can recommend for our listeners? I spend a lot of time looking at. Uh various things online. Of course, it's difficult for historic racing. There's not such a uh, following for it um, in the way that there is modern cars, like supercars. But uh, uh, I like keeping up to date with um, various channels on, on YouTube, uh, various tests of, of cars. Um, but really, I, I stick to uh, historic literature. So there's a fantastic book I've been reading at the moment called um, Ten Years of Early Motoring, written by Charles Jarrett, which describes uh, the pioneer motorists in, in the early days of the turn of the century and their mad adventures in cars. Uh, so that's well worth a read. I'd, I'd look at that. Excellent. And your website uh, is, is very good. Um, there's a, a lot of information there. Could you give the, um, the listeners the address? Yes, of course. It's uh, www.bisterheritage.co.uk. And as you said earlier on, it's Bister, not uh, Bicester. <laughs> yeah, well, that's always, the, that's always the thing, I think. But No, that's excellent. Thank you very much for your time today, Philip. And um, well. it's been great to talk. And I'd love to meet you one day by, by having a visit, I think. That would be great. Fantastic. Thank you very much. Just to finish off this interesting piece around Bister Heritage, I thought I'd add some media coverage, TV clips, etc. 
The UK's best-preserved Second World War bomber station will welcome thousands of classic car and plane enthusiasts this weekend. The former RAF Bister site is now home to a business park dedicated to vintage vehicles. The event, called Flywheel, will mark the first return of a Blenheim bomber to its former base in more than 75 years. Peter Cook's been to find out more. It's not quite fast and furious, more sedate and civilised. This is one of hundreds of classic cars which will be on display in Bicester this weekend. They'll include vehicles from the Great War era through the golden age of motoring in the 20s and 30s and racing cars from the 60s. The town's former military airfield was identified as an ideal location. Not only is it in the centre of the country, but it is in the centre of what I think is known as Motorsport Valley. There's a great great number of skills here uh, around the area. A lot of the restorers and preparers that, that operate at the highest levels are all within half an hour to 45 minutes of this area. The event will also feature one of Britain's most iconic aircraft, the Vulcan Bomber, but dozens of smaller planes will also take to the skies, including this 1947 pipe, our bird's eye view, giving some idea how the base hasn't changed. It was literally like the MOD had walked out at the end of the board and turned the key in the gate. And, of course, it is pretty well the last airfield in the UK that works to the original pre-war operations with no marked runways. It's a big circle of grass, and you take off and land into the wind. And Stephen knows he's one of the lucky few. It's absolutely a privilege to fly, and particularly to fly from this airfield with a vintage aeroplane. Because vintage aircraft, they were designed for this sort of airfield. They weren't designed for huge taxiways and runways made of asphalt or concrete. With so many classic cars and planes, this part of Oxfordshire could be mistaken for a movie set. My wife always tells me I'm more like Goose than Maverick, so I'm going to leave the top gun flying to the experts. Peter Cook, BBC South Today. Well, I'm here with Dan Gagan. Um, we're in his Alvis TD21. That's right. This site is a, it's a former airbase, but there's nothing Cold War about this place. No, not at all. Um, the site was founded in 1916 uh, for the Royal Flying Corps, but after the First World War, um, it was mothballed for a few years. But really at the, the, the height of um, engineering excellence in aviation, the height of interest for uh, aviation to defend the nation and defend the empire, the perfect bomber station was designed, and this is the last remaining example of that. It's like a time capsule. It's like they built it and then it was just left because I can't see anything here that, that sticks out as being 20, even late 20th century. Part of the art really is not destroying the very thing you want to be a part of. Yes. So it's preserving the feeling and paying respect to those buildings but giving them a modern relevance and a, a modern life. And Dan, you're intimately connected with this place, aren't you? Yeah, um, this is the culmination of a dream of some years. Um, we were looking to establish a, a centre of excellence, really, to preserve the skills and make sure that they uh, pass through the next generation and generations after that, but also to make sure that our vehicles don't end up in museums and not being used. As far as I can see, there's an enormous amount of activity going on on this site. It seems that many specialists have decided to come here and base themselves here. For me, that vision seems to be coming true and some. Are you finding success? Yes, absolutely. I think um, there is a pent-up demand for, um, 
for the specialists. And I think there is a new cadre of uh, younger specialists and people who've grown businesses who actually see the benefits and the synergies of being on a single site. Yeah. Success breeds success, and we're, we've been off to a great start. We have uh, around a dozen specialists here now, from an upholsterer and a sandblaster through to um, a leading Bentley specialist. There's no doubt um, that because of where we've located it and because of RAF Vista being in the state it's in, um, it creates a lot of interest from not just car people but people in the locality, people interested in Bomber Command, um, and we're really thrilled to be here. This site is here for the future. It's like St Pancras. You've created a, a fantastic commercial success. The key to the future is to ensure that we enthuse the future generation um, and we don't see a problem with that. Uh, when we talk to youngsters, they say they're really interested, but there's no pathway until now. And so we're really thrilled to have our first apprentices coming to work on site um, and being trained and educated locally um, within a mile, in fact. So we're very businesslike about the way we're approaching this, uh, this site and this yeah. opportunity and uh, very much focused on excellence and the future. Kevin Flood for the Classic Car Show on America's Web Radio. Please join me again from the UK soon. Bye. You're listening to AmericasWebRadio.com, the pioneer and leader in chat radio. Thank you for listening.